0: at LoveIsrael.org. That's one word, LoveIsrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson.
1: Although the things of God may surprise us, there is indeed a consistency with God. And what do I mean by that? God works within the structure of His revelation. When I speak of revelation, I'm talking about the Word of God well last week we began our study of the gospel according to Luke and we see that Luke undertook this assignment to write down in order the things that related to the person and the work of Messiah Yeshua that is Jesus Christ and we saw that it went quickly to the life of one family a priest by the name of Zachariah And his wife Elizabeth that they were righteous individuals they walked in the commandments and the ordinances of the Word of God that they were committed but they lacked a child there was something missing and we're going to see how God moves to fulfill what is missing now here's the question I have for you do you recognize That there is something missing in your life if you have not received that gospel if you have not experienced the grace of God that redemptive work of God through the blood of Messiah Yeshua Jesus Christ then there's something seriously missing in your life and who is that God if you have not accepted Yeshua the Son of God into your life you have no relationship with god you have not experienced that reconciliation with god that means you are left to yourselves and in a hopeless situation only through redemption that faith in the work of messiah what he did upon that cross and that he just didn't die for your sins and mine but god the father raised him from the dead when you believe in that what does the scripture say that you become a new creation that is you become a kingdom creation your citizenship is not just in this world but primarily you belong to the kingdom of god being that new creation you're going to see things differently and you're going to have access to god's provision by means of the anointing of the holy spirit so that you can live very differently that you can live distinctly in this world and be a witness a testimony for the kingdom of God and we're going to see how God is going to use one family in order to teach us so much about the nature of God so with that said take out your Bible look with me to Luke's Gospel chapter 1 And we're going to continue where we left off last week. Look with me, if you would, to verse 8, where it says, But it came about as he was serving as priest. Now, that expression, serving as priest, is just one word in the Greek language. It speaks about this one, Zacharias, or Zachariah in Hebrew. This one, doing what he's called to do—that God has given him this priesthood to serve—and notice what it says: It came about as he was serving as priests in the order of his. Notice this this assignment, this rotation of the priests that he was serving in this before God. So he is a faithful priest, and it says in verse nine. According to the custom of the priests and this is something that that we don't fully understand But it says he was serving according to the custom of the priests for the lot of the incense Meaning that lot fell upon him Zahariah to go and offer up this was done by by a tradition of the priests They would come up a couple times a year According to their rotation in addition to the festivals that all the priests would come up They would come up a couple times a year to serve and in the midst of that They had a tradition where by lot they were given their assignments And it just so happens that Zachariah the lot fell upon him to go into The holy place not the holy of holies, but the holy place Where there was the golden altar of incense, where he would offer up the incense offering. Now, if you're a good student of the Bible, you'll remember something. The incense offering, as it goes up, the book of Revelation tells us that this is in agreement with the prayers the people when that priest would offer up the incense that they would go up to heaven as a sweet fragrance in the nostrils of god they accompanied this incense they accompanied the prayers of the people and it's easy to see we want our pleased prayers to be pleasing to god and therefore people would offer up prayers with the incense offering In order that their prayers would be also received by God in a sweet manner that he would have favor upon them and this is what's going on and it was Zacharias that was called to do it at this time so notice what it says verse verse 9 where we read and after entering into the sanctuary this is relating to that holy place of the Lord and what happened verse 10 And all the multitude of the people what were they doing this multitude were praying not surprising to us they were praying because this is the tradition during the time of the incense offering and what do you think they were praying for well their great desire and remember the context we were told last week that this was all going on what we're studying when Herod was king over Judah now he by nature is an Edomite which is an enemy of God so why do we have an Edomite now some would say he converted he converted for power so that he could fulfill his objectives and be the king but he was not a good king he was not sensitive to the things of God he was the King of Judah but nothing like what the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords what he is like he ruled and hear this he ruled for Rome it was Rome who put him in power and therefore what do you think the context is The people were praying for redemption they were praying for Liberty Liberty from Rome in order that they could serve God in the same way that the people in Egypt they wanted that same Liberty to be set free from Pharaoh in order that they could serve God so they were praying for that type of change that's the context of what we're reading so again verse 10 and all the multitude of the people they were praying notice what it says outside outside The Holy place at the hour of the incense, the incense offering verse 11. But now this is again, that conjunction that shows something of, of a difference. God was going to move in a distinct way in an unusual way here at this time. So at that time, notice what it says, but the angel of the Lord appeared to him, that is to Zachariah remember something When it says the angel of the Lord this is important not just an angel of the Lord but the angel of the Lord if you do a good study throughout scripture whenever we see that term the angel of the Lord realize something the context switches to salvation God moving and redeeming the people so that they can become A saved people and so when we read here in Luke's gospel and we come across the term the angel of the Lord that should be understood as a clue to the reader that is to you and me about something and what is that God is getting ready to move and bring salvation to the people and in Luke's gospel what's unique is that it's just not for the Jewish people but Luke writes in a very broad way, presenting Messiah as the Savior of the world. And this salvation is going to be offered through one means, very important, that is through Messiah. This one, who we'll talk about in a moment. But notice how the context is. Verse 11 once more. But the angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Now I would just highlight in my Bible. I underline the term standing why? Because when you look at it in the original language, something is being expressed that is lost in translations. And what is that? Well, we might translate it. He was standing at the right side of the incense offering. But when we look at the, the scripture grammatically, it puts us in a tense that says he had been standing there for a while. He is standing there now at that time. And he's going to continue to be at the right side of this incense altar. Now, why is that important? Well, we learn the offering up of the incense is is something that corresponds relate to the prayers of the people and it tells us something see these prayers had been made for a long time god was aware of that but now at this unique time god was going to move to answer these prayers in other words restoration was coming god was going to move in a unique way and a powerful way through what this gospel is going to focus in on, in order to reveal God as this mediating God, this God that brings about reconciliation between sinful humans and a holy God. This is what this is foreshadowing for us. So we see here that the angel Lord appeared to him, this one standing at the right side of the altar. Of incense verse 12 and Zacharias seeing, it says he was troubled so he saw this angel and it troubled him why well this angel a holy angel one that was sent by God this was not something that that Zacharias saw frequently this was a unique occurrence And when he witnessed this one who is the representative of this holy God it says first and foremost and he was troubled that is Zacharias seeing this and fear fell upon him but notice the response verse 13 but the angel said to him do not feel fear Zachariah because your prayer has been heard And what is his prayer well remember what were we told last week we were told that even though they were righteous they were committed they were faithful to the things of God there was not that child now the Bible says that children are the fruit of the womb they are a blessing and what was missing in their life they were faithful but where's the blessing see A blessing is the outcome of God's faithfulness to those who deserve it those who have lived in a way that the blessing should come but there was no blessing there was not that faithful outcome of God why well the problem was sin and in order for the blessing to come there had to be redemption that's what was needed it was only redemption that can solve the problem whereby those who God wants to bless and God is a blessed God they can be blessed in other words there is no redemption or there's no blessing without redemption blessing only comes as an outcome after redemption has been accomplished and this is what this gospel is going to reveal to us. So, look again. It says that he was troubled, but the angel said, Don't be fearful because it has been heard your prayer, and notice what it says, and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear a son to you. So, there's going to be a birth of a son. Now, what's important to remember is this. They were well advanced in age. Notice something. Even though they had gone past the time of being able in the physical sense to get pregnant and have a child. We were told Elizabeth and Zachariah were well advanced in years. But you know what? That physical truth—they were too old for a child—but they didn't stop praying. Zechariah continued to pray for that child, even when, from a physical standpoint, there was no reason to believe that. That's the type of faith that is pleasing to God. That is type of faith that causes God to move in our circumstances. God loves to do that which the world thinks. Is unable to be done so again he says this angel of the Lord says boldly your wife will bear to you a son and you shall call his name Yohanan now your Bible may say John but Yohanan is what the Hebrew is and why is that important because Yohanan speaks about the God who is gracious. And this is foundational because it's God's grace that leads him to do the work of redemption. Now I've said several times redemption is necessary. What is redemption? Well, it's an an accounting term, a business term. Why? It involves a purchase. A price must be paid. And according to the spiritual and the scriptural context must involve blood and through this purchase by means of blood there's a change there's a change of ownership remember what the scripture says you have been bought with a price what's that price the blood of Messiah Yeshua Jesus Christ he shed his blood he gave his life in order that we can be eternally redeemed and through that redemption remember what we learn What should we expect through redemption blessing comes that's the good news this is what we need to expect when I am redeemed by the grace of God God is going to move in my life and position me in order that he can bless me and a faithful person is going to want to submit to God's leadership to to move and be repositioned In the will of God doing the things of God so that God will bless us this is what is being taught here look at verse 14 because of this it says and joy will be to you and rejoicing or gladness and many at his birth they will also be glad or rejoice so we see that because of God beginning to do this work of redemption and we'll talk more about why I say beginning in a moment this is going to bring a great joy a great gladness upon the people now I hope you see the nature of God God likes to cause you to rejoice God likes to make people glad that's his nature but you're only going to experience that Through the parameters that he sets according to a very stringent and restrictive way there's one way when we talk about redemption there's only one means of redemption man is not able to solve his problem remember the context we have an old couple well advanced in years from the natural they can't have that child it's just not humanly possible that's true but God is able to take what is humanly impossible and make it a reality it's not a problem for God all God does to bring the supernatural change is to simply to speak God through his word brings about a change that's what we need to remember the Word of God brings about a glorious change in a person's life The context for all of that God is doing is joy and gladness look if you would to verse 15 for he shall be great before the Lord and wine and strong drink he will not drink and the Holy Spirit he will be filled with still in his mother's womb now again that term the Holy Spirit if you go to a passage of scripture that's read every day in the synagogue, and I'm speaking about Isaiah chapter 59, verses 20 and 21, it speaks about God moving to redeem, and the outcome of this redemption is that He's going to give His Spirit. So we see here that through this child being born, and remember, we're speaking about John more precisely, the one who we know as John the Baptist. He is going to begin this work. He is going to begin to prepare the people for what God's going to do through Messiah in order to bring them redemption, which will position them to be recipients of God's blessings. And when you know God's blessings, you're going to know that joy and that gladness. It says here again, this one, not drinking uh, wine or any type of strong drink, alcohol. It shows a commitment it speaks of his sanctification set apart for a purpose this relates to a vow the Nazarene vow why because this is when you go before God in order to petition him for an outcome and this is a context remember the incense offering it's when the people are praying the multitude for That redemption, that salvation. And we see that this one, John, is foundational to that, beginning it. Notice what it says. Look now at verse 16. And many, now, this term, many, speaks of the vast majority. And many of the sons of Israel, they will turn unto the Lord their God. What a wonderful thing. There is going to be in the end. A great change among the Jewish people this is what God's up to this is what he is about and we need to be prepared and understanding what's happening look now to verse 17 and he will go before him now wait a second we're speaking about John the Baptist and then it says and he will go before him Who's the hymn? Well, this term is emphatic. When we look at it in the original language, that hymn that we're talking about is emphasized. And who are we speaking about? We're speaking about Messiah. That John the Baptist, as we all know, is the forerunner. He's the one that prepares the way, this one who cries out in the wilderness and makes the way straight for Messiah. So when we look at here and it says and he will go before him meaning this he is going to be the forerunner for Messiah and he is going to do so speaking of John in the spirit and the power of Elijah well this is another clue because if you read and we just studied the prophecy of Malachi and in Malachi The last chapter it speaks about how God is going to send Elijah before this final work of redemption and Elijah is going to bring about a change among the people what change well we don't have to go far because Luke quotes it Luke knows the scripture very well when he says and he will turn the hearts of the father unto the children Well, that's what it says in malachi now if we go on reading in malachi it says and the hearts of the children to the father but we don't see this we see that it's going to go beyond simply a household is going to impact a nation and that is why if you keep reading it says not just turning the hearts of the fathers unto the children but also it says the disobedient ones these that have no faith no interest in god These disobedient ones into and then we have a term now some will say wisdom but it's a word which means to think thoroughly think completely and it has to do with a perspective a mindset that these ones who were once disobedient uninterested in the things of God they are going to think how notice what it says they are going to think righteously and they are going to become ready as a people having been prepared for the Lord this is God's purpose and this child Yochanan, John the Baptist he is going to go before Messiah and he is going to prepare the way for what Messiah is going to bring about John simply prepares the people but it's Messiah that is going to bring about this change to bring about unity in the family and also he is going to bring about a change in the nation where those who were once formally disobedient uninterested they are going to become ones who think like the righteous ones they're going to have a new perspective a kingdom perspective why as I said righteousness and the kingdom go hand in hand he is going to give them a way of thinking that is in agreement with the kingdom of God and it's only then and then only can these people be made ready as a prepared people for the Lord now isn't that exciting that we're seeing how God is going to take disobedient people and prepare them make them ready and prepare them of the Lord In order to serve him in other words this account of Luke's gospel is speaking about a great change a kingdom change that is going to come upon Israel and that change is going to have an effect upon all the nations of the world in other words this is important
0: well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others